0: today's podcast is part 2 of 2, uh, a continuation of last week's conversation on COVID-19 and our response to it. As always, thanks very much for listening.
1: I just I, I want to reiterate that Dan Patrick, the Lieutenant Governor of of Texas. I, I know I've mentioned him on this podcast a couple of times, but that's because the things that he says are so obviously ridiculous, but at the same time sort of Provide a window into a kind of a certain kind of American soul. Um, that I, that I, that I like quoting him. And he, I mean, him saying that he wanted to sacrifice himself, that he wanted out of the lockdown. And he said, th- and he said that, mm-hmm. you know, people like me, like we've done, our, we've lived our lives. Like I, I don't want the America to, 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 to sort of fall off the cliff. So I'm willing to like sacrifice myself. And I just thought, mm. one, as an elected official, You saying that has more weight. Well, you know how much weight it has. And you're basically Mm -hmm. signing all the people in your generation up to sacrifice themselves. I'm using my hands to make quote marks, sacrifice themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for, for economic recovery. Like, really? Like, that's mercenary capitalism at a sort of one of its most blatant forms.
2: But do you think it's solely capitalism? I feel like it's American exceptionalism. I feel like there's something about, you can't tell me what to do. I mean, I've seen so many videos where people are trying to push their way into stores without mm. masks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? It's <laughs> you know? both. It's both. For yeah, sure. Yeah, cause pe- cause yeah.
2: Because people talk about economics and I go, mm, but there's also this ego thing that's really yes. cor- corrosive. Yeah. You know? it, very. You know, And that yeah. complicates things yeah. because of what you just said about herd immunity and other things. I don't feel like... Okay, so I don't trust a lot of what the Democrats say, but I really don't trust what the Republicans are saying. And so, <laughs> because I don't feel like that right, they right. have any, Demi- I don't feel like they have a policy that I can get behind, or that even they say. But yeah. I'm like, you guys don't care about economics. You don't care about. You care about power. Keep power. Power. Yeah, you're yeah, a party of sure. obstruction. This is yeah. what you have become forever. Power. So, like. Let me see something different here. At any rate, so but so that it complicates things because if there's good information out there, like I mentioned, you mentioned earlier, Travis, about being put in a box. If you have an alternate opinion, if mm, you have a different yeah. perspective, and it's like, no, I'm not with the crazies. I'm not with the spirituality people. I'm saying this, and here's the science. People are like science, shemience. <laughs> I I feel <laughs> <laughs> this doctor except, says this, but I feel now they say it's my opinion, opinion. I feel that. It, yeah, it's or just they'll say opinion.
0: follow right. the science. I mean, what the way they'll try and shut things down is right. by basically information that they don't agree with is misinformation. Is right. the way it works. That's like it. You but know.
2: That's right. it. And
0: and they they just try and shut it down that way. You know, you you guys brought up a number of of things that I would like to try and unpack. So, a um, the first thing that I thought when you were talking about it is, you know, Dan Patrick and and all this kind of stuff is just like you know, my personal bias is like just how much I, I love being alive
1: (laughs) and like how
0: I don't, how much I don't, you know, if I'm, if I'm 80 and I can live to 85, Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: I'll take it. If I'm 80 and I can live to 81, I'll take it. You know, Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't want anyone to be sacrificed for anything, but that's not the universe we live in. Right. Mm -hmm. The universe we live in is, is cruel. It, it just, Zero. it just is right. It, it's, it's totally indifferent to how much I love living or how much anyone else loves living. It's uh, it, it's not a very forgiving place. We as humans can be forgiving with one another and can take care of one another. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like, I feel like COVID was, is a good example or a good chance for us to clarify our priorities at, as human beings as, and to think through what mm. some of our priorities are, you know, one of the, I'm not going to say who, because um, they do occasionally listen to the podcast and I don't, and we have a wonderful relationship, but <laughs> it was said to me in a conversation, um, you know, there were all these restaurants that were being shut down in San Francisco and, um, Uh, because, you know, they couldn't make it through the pandemic. And a lot of them were these kind of old guard restaurants that had come up, you know, in the North Mm -hmm. Beach area that had come up in the 60s and 70s. And uh, the response was, well, you know, that's the old guard. You have to make way for the new. And of course, of course, that's a truism, like, in, in the sort of naked, like, just kind of, this is the way the world works, like, the, the the churn of generations is what that means. So, from a certain point of view, I get that. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. I understand the creative potential of destruction. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Like of, right. Like, of course, like, what are you saying? Like, these are... Like for them that that restaurant was their life that probably took care of their family How about and that? their grandchildren How about and mm-hmm. and all of and all of these people are the dishwashers and all of these other people whose job mm-hmm. it was to go into this place whether they liked their job or didn't like their job like the to, to say you know the and I know you don't mean it this way Seth but the calculation that it's just like protect people from covid You know who cares about the economic cost? Of course, that's not real, right? The the economy is Mm -hmm. the economy is your life, your living. Like that's that's the abstraction of it. Like you, as a writer, Seth, you are part of the economy Mm -hmm. by your labor, and Stephen, you are able to live the way that you are because of the work that you put in for all the years before to be able to even make a choice to like actively retire or whatever, however you language that for yourself as far as like you know, what you're working on. Cause you're very active, but you don't have to go punch a clock every day. You're not, you know, due for something every day. Like those are all parts of the economy. Those are your lives. Those are things are valuable. That's in fact, that that is precisely what is valuable about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and I understand you know capital accumulation, that makes that takes it into a different area or whatever. But like've we've, we've walled off in this really adolescent way, the complexities of life. Both sides have done this. So you know the, the 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 right has done that around you know it's the flu it's the flu it's the flu if this isn't real na 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 and then you know the left has done that in like you mm-hmm. know do you want to kill grandma by you know keeping your business open so anyway I'm sorry
1: go ahead no 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 no, no, I, no. you no, don't apologize that's good go ahead Steve. I'm sorry
2: I, oh thank you I no I agree with you um, regarding the um, the way in which you understood and it's like hey people got to die businesses got to move out the way here comes the new. I've always felt yeah. like what was missing in that perspective was that you needed the elder to like to bring along the generation. Precisely. It was always felt like it absolutely. was absolutely one generation going, get out of here, baby boomers. Hey, get out of here, Gen Xs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you even know what to do? <laughs> right. You know right. What, what? What's your blueprint? <laughs> There's no blueprint. Right. There's just like, right. I want to succeed, and you seem to be in my way. And I go, it, it, it suffers from a profound lack of. Um, imagination about the possibilities or what could live together. What can mm-hmm. coexist? I want yeah. older diners. I want new things. I want all of these things. I mm-hmm. don't want to always have to yeah. think like that or feel like that because feeling like that feels like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm going with my bias. It feels yeah. like the reduction of an idea. Like you said, it's a one way to sort of... This is why I think we got, we get the news that we get at times. If you don't search for it or crunch it or think about it, it's because mm-hmm. it seems like... It's very generalized, but it's the idea, how people even approach people on social media. So, you don't care about such and such? <sighs> <laughs> so I've watched, I've read, I have several friends, two really good friends who will back up, breathe, and go, here's what I said. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this. And that. I'll watch the other person refuse to engage that person on a more, like, mm. you know, I'm trying to talk with you about an issue. But here you are. You want mm-hmm. to believe in this thing so badly that at the expense mm-hmm. of having a conversation, or even just like connecting, or getting more information, you're just going to stand there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. that always bothered me because I feel like, well, shit, I don't ever want to do that. I don't want to be that ridiculously, you know, rigid or sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, why, yeah. you know, distrust people come up to me. Well, you know, not want to know that. I'll say that I think that the news that we get. It's spoon-fed to us. It's told to us. It's told to us through pundits. It's told us on the street. I heard several people I know are not going to take the vaccine because they're waiting for he- herd immunity, because they're like, nah, and they won't tell me why. Other people are like, it's going to change you into Steve Jobs, or not Steve Jobs. Who's the one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Oh, Gates. Elon Musk? Bill Gates. Bill, oh, no, okay. Bill Gates <laughs> is going to control our minds. Oh, A friend of mine who is who probably won't listen to the podcast, he... Um homeless by choice he travels around the country hmm. he's an artist he's hmm. he's actually quite amazing I have a few um of his paintings of his pan- he told me that he heard that some of his friends got sick I said well I took the vaccine I didn't get sick either time mm-hmm. So add mm-hmm. that to your data point. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. add that to yeah, the data. Right, right, okay. Right, right. And look, and I said, because you live on the streets, you're probably even more vulnerable to getting it based on how you might mm-hmm. be, you know, in, in um proximity of people who might have it. You know, it may not be mm-hmm. fatal, but think about that. And it's like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work through my nonsense. And I feel like that nonsense, I'm like, at least let's try to work through it together. Let's try to keep each other. With good information and how to get that good information, and how to fact check, and all of that, rather than I feel.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a more there's a really fundamental problem, and I was actually going to say something in- else initially, but as I'm listening to you, Stephen, I realize. So on the one hand, we have this idea that a democratic society, which is, has incentives in place. In our case, they tend to be economic ones, but it has incentives in place to create a quote-unquote marketplace of ideas where essentially we get to pick and choose and exchange uh, Mm -hmm. diverse points of view on any issue. Okay. As Mm -hmm. opposed to a more, and I'm landing on the word totalitarian, but that's not quite correct, but a, a culture, a society like China where the state controls much of of how the public discourse works, uh, Mm -hmm. where it goes, what what ideas are permissible or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here's a fundamental issue uh, or trouble for me. It it is precisely in those kind of cultures where you get the possibility, a greater possibility, I think, for containing precisely these kinds of calamities. Because when you have the state controlling, manipulating the majority Mm -hmm. of public discourse on a thing, you can get Mm -hmm. 85% of people, which is what we need to have herd immunity, 85% 85% of people to take a vaccine. Depends.
0: It depends on who you're reading. So oh. it's a moving number. The, okay. the, okay, the, the herd enough. immunity number is not, not, is not set.
1: Okay, let's say 80. Let's just say 80. But in China, you can get 80% of the population to do that, and you can do it efficiently, relatively. Okay. Mm-hmm. right? You can get mm-hmm. it done. Here mm-hmm. in the U.S. of America, it's going to be <laughs> an uphill battle. Pitched ideological battle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. anywhere north. Um, no, nah, I, I don't want to say that. I'm, I, I, that'd be exaggerating. To get to anything like eighty percent. Um, so here's so here's so the I, thing. So here's oh, a, no, So here's the question. Yeah. It's like, given given the sort of stark terms I've, I've I've laid this out in, like, what do we make of? what we give up for ideological freedom mm, okay. um, versus the sort of possibilities of actually living together.
0: So I appreciate the question and I, th- I thought that's where you were going with it. Um, the, the only thing I would, the only thing, and I, I actually, I think I want to follow that, that question. The only thing I, I would like to, to add in is I am I am a little bit um, skeptical mm-hmm. that we would have this level of difficulty convincing people to get the vaccine if in fact COVID was as dangerous to people in their uh, first two thirds of their lives as it is with people in the latter third of their life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you had 30 and 40 year olds and 20 year olds or kids especially mm-hmm. dying at the rates that, that uh, the elderly were dying, Mm -hmm. I I don't think you'd have a really tough time convincing people to get the vaccine. I think there'd be a whole bunch of people lining up
1: to get the vaccine. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Um, so I don't, but I don't, I don't think so. I just as a qualification, I still think your question stands Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, it it's, it's something that I've thought about a lot recently because the, you know, this is one of the conversations that often gets shut down in the media, but it's, it's exactly right. I mean, we are talking about safety versus liberty at a certain, mm-hmm. at a certain, at a certain point. I mean, that when you get mm-hmm. right down to it, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there definitely seems to be a bias in most of the major uh, media outlets now for safety over liberty. I mean that's where that's where the that's where the converse that what sh, that's what shapes the conversation around the idea of vaccine passports and all of these other requirements that that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um which is a and, rational
1: position to take actually. It's rational.
0: It, it's absolute you are absolutely right. That is mm-hmm. absolutely correct. It's definitely this is a conversation to be had, but it's not the conversation people are actually having. They're assuming that it's this one thing that right. the obvious answer is that, of course, vaccine passports. The obvious answer is right. that of course masks. The right. obvious so, but that's not the obvious answer. That is that mm-hmm, is an mm-hmm. answer with a whole host of consequences that should be talked about. Mm -hmm. Amongst adults, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. know, so which is what we're doing. You know, we're we're Mm -hmm. you know we're we're having that conversation, or we're trying to model that kind of conversation. I think I probably come down um, a little bit closer on the side of liberty versus safety, Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, that I I, for example, in California, it is. Um, so, you know, the COVID vaccine is, is somewhat experimental. This is new, it's new technology. There are going, I mean, it's not, so here's the thing, within six months, we are going to know that this vaccine is definitely more dangerous than vaccines, than typical vaccines that happen, that have gone before it, for sure. I mean, just it's happening in Europe already, but this is, you know, not dangerous in that like you know, you're more likely to, like there's any like very high probability you're probably still more likely to be killed by lightning or die in a plane crash, all this kind of stuff. It's still incredibly safe. But versus like a flu vaccine, which, you know, maybe would kill you if they like, you know, jabbed you in the heart with a needle or something like that. I mean, it just, it never, never happens. Things like that are part of just sort of scientific progress. And I don't mean that in a heartless way. I mean that this is, they, the next generation of, of COVID vaccines will be even better. And the generation after that will be even better Mm -hmm. and even better and even better. And, and, and I'm fine participating in that process. So we had COVID as you guys all know. um, But when we go, we get a flu shot every year. So when we go get, you know, it looks like the most recent research looks like this is another one. This is a really irritating one for me. I'm sure you guys don't care because you didn't have COVID, but it's really irritating to me when people go on. TV and supposedly these experts that talk about, even if you've had COVID, go get a vaccine. Um, Mm -hmm. There's absolutely zero data around that, zero. In In fact, Europe suggests that if you've had COVID, you should get one booster shot, but you should not get both because the antibody production after the single shot mimics what happens after the second shot in, okay. in, in one of the studies that was done there. Um, and then uh, there are several studies that show, uh, I think one of the most recent one I saw people still had immunity up to eight months after having had COVID. So mm-hmm. no, it is not obvious that if you've had COVID you should go get the vaccine. That mm-hmm. being said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when we go get our flu shot in the fall, I'm sure there will be an option for me to get a COVID vaccine and I will go get a mm. COVID vaccine when we go get our flu shot. Because... Vaccines are great, and I love vaccines, and they've done lots of wonderful things for humanity. Um, and mm. it, just because we're having a conversation about the the risks involved in pushing a new vaccine out in you know three months, four months, six months, doesn't mean that I suddenly don't believe in vaccines. But uh, that was a long preface to say, in California, for example, there's been a law lo- for it's been an ongoing debate for a long time about whether kids that go to public school should be required to get vaccinations, standard vaccinations, measles, mumps, rubella, you know, this kind of stuff. MMR, yep. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, because of the autism thing, which, you know, I think we all, we know that vaccines don't cause autism. Uh, and, uh, but there's been a debate here around whether you should allow parents to opt out of the vaccination schedule, and still attend public school.
2: Yeah, that's been a debate for a while, yeah.
0: Yeah. Even though I 1,000% believe in vaccines, and even though I do not believe that vaccines cause autism, it makes me really nervous that we would give the state the power to mandate a medical treatment. I don't like that idea. I really just that. I mean, when and I and I would think as as my two non-white co-hosts, you too mm-hmm. would be uncomfortable with the government being able to mandate medical treatments. Like,
2: I love the government. It's like, no, been great this, to me. This, this,
1: <laughs> no, no, actually, I this fundam- country has a fundam- terrible, terrible I just, history. No, I know Tuskegee. We know. We know. But, but, but I know you Wait, know no. that, but that's just that's just the most obvious one, right, no, I mean, no, 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 no. there are lots. there's of a that. pattern no there's a pattern, no, I get it, yeah, totally mm-hmm. yeah, but I know Stephen, you have stuff to say here. I always uh, have stuff to say here, yeah. <laughs> um well, maybe I, why don't I just let you go because i I have this other point I want to make, so so please
2: oh no, so, so it was it was less about the vaccine, but I'll say that I'm not comfortable with the government doing it but i'm also not comfortable with people who might affect other kids and then you know yeah, yeah, i don't I know. like that either so i feel like that there needs to be yeah. some kind of space it's like well you go to non-vaccine school how about that
1: <laughs> you made your choice <laughs> right, you go over right. there
2: not vaccine school <laughs> right. but the point you were making right, right. earlier about um you come down on the side of liberty versus safety i'm more liberty as well but i feel like we're not and I've, I keep going back to this and saying it in different ways, but I feel like we're at the liberty that we're exercising is without a particular kind of responsible or progressive agency. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the liberty to not know nothing and to have guns and shoot whoever you want, I just feel like there's not that liberty is not compassionate, right? Mm-hmm. The way some people exercise their liberty, they exercise in very selfish kinds of ways. And so I want that liberty, but I don't want it. That's not it, because I feel like maybe I'm just not imagining, have a larger imagination about what's there. But I think about after 9-1, 9-11, I always say 9 like a call. 9-11, that, you know, our, a lot of our, everyone was really rushing to safety. You know, we want you to find out who these terrorists are, so we'll give up some of our civil liberties. One wasn't comfortable with that at all. Now we're living in a space where, you know, our social media spies on us, our phones spy on us the um mm. it's frustrating because it feels like one or the other and i feel like there's got to be some spaces in between those places you know what mm. you said earlier about blue uh purple states all states are purple they just lean more red or they lean this way but there're always mm. there's always something in between there's always a, a in a state various points of views political views it's yeah. just that one predominates you know that's it.
1: Yeah, there was something in there that yeah. you that you said that I wanted to tease out, but I I, I lost it. Uh, so here's the point. I, I, I the question actually I wanted to ask from the moment we started discussing via email and text the possibility of having this conversation. I wanted to bring this up because I do think that there's something about our God. I want to use the fancy term subject positions, but that just sounds so mm-hmm. bechamel. Um, Point of point of views. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Our perspectives are influenced, I think, by how the pandemic has impacted us. So I, so for example, absolutely, yeah, I think that part of the reason, and and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Travis, but I think a part, maybe a small part, maybe nine percent of why you're thinking about lockdowns as being these sort of and I'm paraphrasing what I think you'd say about them, Um, sort of arbitrary and Mm. non-data-driven choices we're making that opt for safety over liberty in a way that isn't fully cognizant of the consequences. Um, That has something to do with how devastatingly destructive the the lockdown has been to your business. Like your business was like Mm -hmm, decimated mm -hmm. by that. Yeah, Absolutely. Right, that has something to do with how you're looking at this. I want to admit that given that I'm a writer, and even though we were, uh, and when I say we, I mean hyperallergic, was rocked by the pandemic back in February, March, and then April Mm -hmm, was still very sort of, we were sort of teetering, Um, I've been fine. Mm -hmm, And when mm -hmm. I say I've been fine, like, I mean, I've been great. So I think part Mm -hmm. of the reason... Because, you know, won the Rabkin Prize last year and that gave me like a big financial cushion and Mm -hmm. hyper kept paying, like they kept meeting payroll every single uh, fortnight since um, the pandemic hit. So I've been fine. I think part of the reason why I'm so sort of sanguine about lockdowns, safety versus liberty argument is that I'm much more interested. You're under the duvet. Yeah, I'm under the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, like, I'm comfortable. Word. I'm motherfucking word. comfortable. I'm thank like, you, Michelle Wolf. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because I can <laughs> do right. this That's Zoom right. thing all day and talk with classes at Rutgers or at Yale or whatever and, mm. and, and do various, um, participate in various symposia and do my job as an editor. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. I am not, I'm mm. not, you know, thank, Goodness, um, thank the fate. I'm not anywhere near homelessness, right? But right. when I read mm-hmm. that piece that you sent around from the Guardian, I realized that about myself. That part of why I'm I'm as sort of sanguine about this this issue is that I don't have to live in my car, and that's some serious, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There is no doubt from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, Stephen, you can go ahead.
2: I apologize. I was just like chaos has no. a way of doing that. Stripping yeah, away yeah. the sense yeah. of like, yeah, this, it strips away some things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm positive. You know, I, I'm not positive that I might not still be on this side of the debate, but I am absolutely positive that I would not be as animated or is invested in it. If it was not okay. for the fact that the pandemic had, was such a body blow for us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, that informs, uh, my opinion of it. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, And, you know, I mean, this is part of the, I mean, this is, you know, to to try and sort of pull it back to, you know, our larger topic, you know, Mm -hmm. transitions and persuasion and stuff like that. I mean, really what persuasiveness is about is about sympathizing and empathizing with mm-hmm. the person that you're talking to and trying to see like, oh yeah, okay. I see, you know, like, yeah, I I bet if I was working, if I was writing for hyperallergic and I was, you know, and I, and I, that was my life, yeah, I I definitely would not be as invested in this. Like there's, I, there would be other things like on my radar. I, my, my, my life would be focused on other things. Steven, you're about to say something.
2: Oh, no, I'm just thinking that, that. Oh, uh. Empathy and sympathy are so critical when it comes to living with other people, mm, whether they're family members, yeah. your neighbors, somebody out in the street, someone falls on the street, do you keep walking? You know, mm, what do you do? Do you chop and, and, you know, so it's it may not impact you per se in a particular way, but it did that person. And some, and I mentioned to you this before, I think we were saying at the turn of the um, twenty um, 2020, 2021, that we're so connected mm-hmm. to each other and it's easy for us to think that we're not. It's in times like this, mm. you guys think this, I think mm-hmm. this, there's never a way we can mm-hmm. come together, you know? And it's like, I don't know if that's true, you know? And maybe in some cases, I just feel like we could do a better job of trying. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. So I think we, I think we, I mean, we, I think we accomplished the goal of the podcast, which is that we, bo- I mean, I definitely, <laughs> you know, I. Um. I have a better understanding of, of like where stuff is coming from when, when it comes yeah. to uh, when it comes to how you feel about the, how the pandemic has been handled.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also have a better understanding of how you see the lockdown procedures as kind of arbitrary and really mm-hmm. um, uh, just uninformed. I mean, I, and I think that there's, I think that that's, yeah. I think that that's correct. I think that we're still flailing around in the dark. I mean, and, and I'm sort of mm. going to kind of make an excuse for us, which is to say, that we it's a, it's been about a year that we've been full on this thing, and frankly, you know, when correct me if I'm wrong because I, I don't, I'm fuzzy on this science, but I think mm-hmm. if you're gathering data, not even on infectious diseases because they move fast, but mm-hmm. on something like vaccines. Efficacy with blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. You're usually talking about three, four, five year studies, right? Like, of yeah, course, absolutely. Like, absolutely. like, of of course. Course. like yeah. we just, we just don't know.
0: They're still publishing stuff about SARS from whatever, right? Yeah. right. Or, whatever uh-huh. right. or early aughts, early aughts, I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, it's super new. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, okay. All right. Well, thank you as always for the conversation. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: All right. Later. Right. Bye bye.